Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Roll Up and Die RPG podcast. Before we get started, I just want to tell you about a brand new RPG podcast that has just been released. It's called Something RPG-ish. It's created by Jake and Drake from the Absolute Tabletop Official Group, as well as the Facebook online RPG community, and it's absolutely incredible. So head on over to facebook.com slash something RPG-ish, or listen to their podcast at somethingrpgish.podbean.com. Either way, definitely check them out. They're a couple of great guys, and they've got some great content. Anyway, welcome to Roll Up and Die, and enjoy the episode. It's Tuesday, January 24th, 2017, and you are listening to episode 63 of Roll Up and Die. You know when you hit, hit it, too. baby. Hit it, baby. Hit record. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. Good, good. Good stuff. Mikey like recording? We're, yep. I feel like we're out of banter now that we've been talking Dude, we've, for like <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is what happens when we start late. Uh, we get all bantered out. This is what happens when you, when you pre-game the podcast. You got nothing yep. left by the exactly. time the actual podcast happens. Exactly, exactly. You got it. You you just need just enough warm-up to get in. Yeah. To the, yeah. So what, should we pr- talk about the stuff that we already talked about? That's kind of lame. That is kind of lame. Well, I think you know, you know. You know what? Here's something that's interesting. Awesome. Is that um, all these new this new content from Blizzard that's coming out? You know, you got uh, the Diablo 20th edition. I remember playing Diablo when it first came out on PC. And yeah. You yeah. have uh, you have Overwatch Dude. and uh, and Heroes of the Storm. You know, new characters, new maps, and and you know what's really amazing is that if you when you look at video games, like the one thing that really stands out to me is when you're playing a character and and you just you just get that feeling that you just know that character. You know, you, you've you've played with them, you've suffered with them, you've yeah. done so much with them. Mm-hmm. And and I think one of the, the biggest things about it, uh, having a character like that is the voice. That voice, you know, when like you You're know, jumping you, right into the segue? Just going for You're it. Like, well, nope. I figured. I figured. Nope. Why walk when you can take a Segway, right? <laughs> oh my I've, never, God. I've never been on one, but I've heard they're very exciting. Well, that was a world a, record a, for fastest that rope was and a dive world Segway. Record. What is that? A minute thirty? Yeah, I don't know what to do impressive. right now. Should, should we jump <laughs> into this subject? <laughs> <laughs> we can always edit it a banter later. You know, insert banter here. <laughs> I think that's what we'll do. Welcome everybody to Roll Up and Die, your RPG podcast, and and yes, we are talking about voices today. But but specifically, the the more important thing is there is a deep and sultry and luscious voice that you hear uh, currently that is not mine, nor is it Matt's, nor is it Gothnog's. Surprisingly, uh, we are being joined here today by the wonderful Mike Lashaw, Mike the Piper from YouTube. Matt, you haven't been in an episode with Mike, right? I, I actually feel like I have. I think I you like missed I one. I, I thought you missed the one. Hmm. We did history. Actually, yeah, he, he was. was. Um, yeah, we were. We did one on chases. That was that's a, right. That was oh, I yeah, was really one. So I wasn't yeah. here for chases. But Matt, you yeah. were not here for history in the games. In your games, right? So this is the yeah. first time that we've all been here with Mike. Yeah. So should should so I cancel this is a now? Big, a big occasion. Al- Alex, do you want to leave? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I can go I'll see myself more. out. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> it's been fun. It's been great. So, um, 
one thing that I actually, that voices, the word voices actually reminded me of to jump mm-hmm. back into some sort of uh, banterish topic is that I have a cool musical instrument that I want people to Google because I love it. It mm-hmm. is called a Swarmatron. <laughs> yeah. No, that's Are a transformer. That up? <laughs> no, I'm not. I ain't. And, and, and the, <laughs> the, the Swarmatron. The brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 it sounds like a, a supervillain's arch you know ma- massive weapon that that sends like yeah. bees to it's, attack a city. It's Starscream's oh, lesser cousin. Yeah, Starscream. <laughs> he's like he's like Megatron. My cousin's coming to visit. His name is Swarmatron. Actually, it's funny because it sounds like bees, like a swarm, mm-hmm. and the reason is because it's got eight voices. That's what reminded me of it. And when eight I say a tones, voice, uh-huh. yes, eight tuned approximately to one note. Yes. But you can change it up. You can make it so they're separated by octaves or fifths or like other musical things. Mm. Uh, a lot of times it's very easy to play like sci-fi or horror sounding things. You know what I mean? Like really cool mm-hmm. ambient so is, is it, it kind of like a theremin? It is actually uh, very similar to a theremin. And in fact, you play it with a ribbon. Like it's almost like a... Uh, I'm looking at a picture of it, yeah. Yes, there's there's two ribbons. The top ribbon is one where you, you put your finger on it and it's like... Like that's how it sounds when you slide it up or down and up. Um, And then the bottom ribbon is your filter. It'll sound like... So when I searched for Swarmatron, one of the things that came up was Trent Reznor playing a Swarmatron on the Social Network soundtrack. Yeah, man. That was was one of my hmm. favorite soundtracks. And I didn't know. Now I can kind of know what you're talking about when you're describing what it sounds like. Because Uh, I can hear that on the Social Network soundtrack. The Social Network soundtrack is a huge one right from the beginning. Right from the beginning, there it is. Uh, another example is Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Anything Trent Reznor, okay, right? Yeah. Ghosts, the Nine Inch Nails. Oh, Ghosts. yeah. I love that album. There's also a band, two people, a uh, New Mexican named Joey that I work with sometimes, or Nobes, I don't work a lot with them, uh, and a guy from the UK, and they have a group called Pristina. It's actually just them and different female vocalists every song. And you can find them on Spotify. They're amazing. And I played the Swarmatron in one of their songs. That's nice. awesome. That was a How blast. cool. I I love like cool kind of obscure electronic instruments like that. Like I I own a uh, oh man, what is it called? Oh, I just forgot it. Oh no! No, it's it's so it's a little uh, square and it has a it has like a metal stylus and the keys. It's just like a copper pad and you run this metal stylus along the copper pad to make these little electronic sounds. Oh, man, what is it called? Oh, man, it's going to kill me. That sounds awesome, though. (laughs) It's in, okay, it's in this song, Iggy Thump by the White Stripes. Do you know that song? And it has... Yeah, and there's like... There's that, that, that solo in there is what this thing is and i'm like really I dude i I'm thought that looking, was some keyboard or something it's a stylophone it's a oh, stylophone stylophone hey, I, on, I own a stylophone and i wish i knew where it was it's in a box somewhere but it's it's a it's like a little pocket synth it's so fun wow what it's tiny yeah. it's like it fits in your pocket man dude heck yeah they make man, a little stylophone cool. drum machine too that i was eyeing for a really long time i wanted to get a little <laughs> A little synth band together. <laughs> you just have like five guys, and they're all just a playing a little, little stylus. Like yeah, like have a couple stylophones and one stylophone drum machine, and just like go to town. And you got a guy with a guitar, and everybody is windmilling their hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we do heavy metal covers on stylophone. Oh, this is did. Slayer's Raining Blood. <laughs> <laughs> this next one's called Hangar 18. 
<laughs> one of the big things though is that everyone has to wear those tuxedo t-shirts oh absolutely oh yeah that's, <laughs> i thought that's that was a given. given i mean i just assumed but that was kind of the perfect reason that it was like the perfect storm mike needed to be on for this episode you know the history one you were perfect mike chases was an awesome episode but you were you were built for this roll up and die episode did you know that forged for it <laughs> you were birthed forged. from your mother's womb for this genetically episode. engineered for it built in a lab with a special type of vocal system that would allow you to transcend the very Whoa. notion of all sorts of accents and voices oh yes that's a perfect example Precisely. yes perfect. so let's actually do introductions what do you guys think i like sure the voices you are about to hear are not figments of your imagination. Sorry. It's nice to meet you three. My name is Mu- my name is Barker. <laughs> my name is Murray. My-, <laughs> my name is Murray Masterpiece. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm I'm Matt from A Fistful of Dice. Nice to meet my you. My name is Alex, aka Captain Gothnog. Nice to meet you. Hey. <laughs> And I'm Mike from the channel Mike the Piper. So just to kick it off, because this is a big topic, and Mm. I I think that we tend to really pick these large topics and try to do them in one sitting at some point. And this one isn't necessarily big as much as it is gray. There's a lot of just weird things that you could do, or it's very, it depends on the group Mm -hmm. in a lot of different ways, but... I guess let's just throw it around really quick, starting with Mike. Uh, Voices, yes or no, go. I think voices are fantastic. They're a great way to, especially from a GM perspective, to allow your players to know who they're talking to at what point. A lot of people go ahead and and just throw out, you know, like the same voice, which is fine. And and so a lot of times, you know, if you're really into the story, it doesn't matter. But it's a, kind of a nice way to kind of give it that little extra oomph to uh, to one of your games. And as a player, taking the time to use a, a voice or an accent, it really creates this this kind of immersion into your character, and you'll feel that you're more immersed into your character. I find into your own character. Yeah, like a, yeah. as so a, by like you know doing a, a some type of a you know a voice or some type of an accent to to like your character as a player. You know, you begin to start feeling more immersed into that character. Why does that person sound the way they do? You know, why do they have maybe a certain type of inflection or an accent Mm. where do they come from what is the culture associated with this accent and things like that yeah i i love doing voices i tend to do kind of accents or a voice for all of my characters um but then sometimes i don't sometimes i use my normal voice but i uh will kind of change it somehow you know I'll, i'll talk at a different pace or have different inflection or you know just have a different cadence to my voice and i think that um you know a lot of people shy away from doing voices or doing accents because they think that it's that it's difficult or it's not something that they can do but um you know, it really just comes down to just changing your own voice just a little bit yeah. and trying to embody that character, you know, and, and, and even, you know, going beyond voice, just like different mannerisms and body language and stuff like that. Like it's 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 not difficult to do if you if you just do it, if you spend some time practicing, like you're never you're never just going to click be good at doing voices and accents. <laughs> you just have to, like, try different things and see what see what works for you. I think doing voices is really important for uh, for all the reasons mentioned previously, but also to make each NPC unique, because uh, I'm thinking from a GM's perspective. I mean, well, it's important to do your own character's voice and, and 
in some ways it can be easier because you can put a lot of work into a single voice and, and kind of flesh it out and, and practice it and so forth. But as a GM, you may come up with new voices all the time, sometimes on the fly. If, a, if the players decide, oh, we're going to go to a tobacconist, it's like, uh, a tobacconist, okay, sure, we can do tobacconists. Uh, <laughs> let me think who works there. <clears throat> and coming up with a, a, a unique voice on the fly, it's always a bit more challenging. But coming up with those unique voices just makes individual NPCs more memorable. And uh, I think is going to, like uh, you know, like Mike said, makes it, makes it a lot more immersive than if you're just saying it in your own voice or doing something like that. Voices really help, for sure. But I think that the reason they help is because when you finally go back to your normal voice, it's different. It's not droning. It's like, oh, okay, all right, that's, this is the normal voice. Uh, the GM is talking to us now. This is not a character. Mm-hmm. Or this is an important NPC. That's what I like to do is take the important NPC or the important person and mm-hmm. make that person have, that, have my voice. So it's more realistic. So it's more emotional because I don't have to pretend. Yeah. Um, but every, you know, surround it with a bunch of kind of other voices. But, but what if I don't know how to do accents? <laughs> what do you do? You know, I mean, me... Like when I started, I started doing, I did a couple of videos on, on accents and one of them, one of the big ways I prepared for it or even kind of looked into it is I just went on YouTube. I typed in the accent and Mm -hmm. I just listened to people speak. Um, You know, I find that uh, both voices and accents can be utilized simply through listening to other people talk. Mm-hmm. So it and it doesn't even have to be an accent. It could just be listening to the way someone speaks. Maybe someone, you know, they talk more nasally, and and you know the way they, you know, because they have they don't really like you know kind of like shut off that that like I can't remember what it's called that nasal you know the they they can't like Except stop them. that and that thank you you know perhaps they have a you know a, a deviated or missing septum or, mm-hmm. or something's wrong and you know they speak you know like more with like more through the nose and they do through the yep. mouth and there's an npc you know there's maybe you know the local butcher who you know speaks like that uh you know i think one of the one of the most amazing thing ways um that i saw in voices now keep in mind this guy's a professional but it was uh matt mercer in critical role oh, yeah. when one of the npcs <laughs> just decided off the fly that he wanted to go see a powder merchant I love the powder oh. merchant. Oh, nice. He's the best character. On and the, on and let me tell you something. This guy, <laughs> this guy has a following. This oh, like, yeah. Victor the powder merchant is probably one of the most amazing off the cuff. I have to pull an NPC voice out of my backside and run with it that I've ever seen. It, it was it was absolute. Like I had to sit down and I really had to like think yeah. about my life after listening to what what happened. <laughs> Sometimes those are the best NPCs and the yeah. best voices are the ones that you yeah. do when you're kind of backed into a DM corner, you know, and you're having to sort of oh, yeah. improv your way out of a out of a paper bag. Yeah. Someone's even made a an, uh, little animated videos to go along with the powder merchant. They've done like little cartoons, you know, so they put the voices from the from the episode, but they have the animation going with it. It's it's awesome. <laughs> That's similar to something yeah. like a Penny Arcade where you have the cartoon and then you have the live yeah. game happening in the background and all the characters. I right, love that. Right. Oh, oh uh, definitely. And, and it's, it's, I mean, it's even funny to a point where people like have even cosplayed as this like one <laughs> random NPC. Like it's the, it, it, it's, it's like the, yeah, I, I can't even describe it, but it was so well done. And, we, and well, even Matt Mercer dressed up as him for one of their Halloween or it was around Halloween yes, episodes. That's, that's right. Oh, it's hysterical. 
but uh, <laughs> but and, and that just goes to show that something so small as a random NPC that your players just decide to go and visit, yeah. you know, if you make a memorable voice, they're going to want to come back and see that NPC. Or yeah. even more, they're going to want to talk to more NPCs. Right. Yeah. So I guess, if anything, you're shooting yourself in the foot. But... Yeah. <laughs> creating more work for yourself. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. But at, the, but at the same point in time, you know what? You're having a great time doing it. Oh, yeah. And uh, and, and I, I think there's, like, you know, when you... And especially, like, for, for antagonists. Mm-hmm. You know, like, when you when you have your main bad guy. When, when we... When, I remember when I was watching The Provokers, which is so surreal, before I was even playing it, watching it, <laughs> when I heard... The convoker, or excuse me, the corruptor. When I heard the corruptor speak for the first time, it was just like, like on the edge of my seat, just stopped and just listened. Yeah, yeah, that's that's him. Like, and that was amazing to me. Like, that was just that was like, you know, and it makes it, you know, makes the guy right there. That's awesome. I'm glad he was a, he was a man of few words because that voice was just murder on my throat every time I did it. <laughs> Dude, Zero in the Winds of Sir Celine game, his voice is literally scratching your own throat with your with air while you're talking. Yeah. Like he's right. like yeah. he's like a respirator type of thing. It's really, really right. awful. Yeah, um, I can yeah. imagine that. And, and that's a cautionary tale right there. Be, you know, be careful of the, the voices you make up because you may have to be stuck with it for a while. Yeah, yeah you exactly. have to have an hour-long exactly. conversation. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you're like, oh, man, strap in. Here we go. You better be ready I, already, to, I made myself some tea with honey. Here. That's right. You better, you better be ready to do that for a while. I think there's nothing hey. wrong with that either. I mean, you yeah. know, like by – because, you know, a lot of people realize, like, your your vocal cords, you know, are, are a series of tendons – and they, you know, you can relax them and you can tighten them. And that's how you mm. get like different ranges. So, I mean, just, you know, just try it. Like just kind of like just try and relax your throat and you can see how low you can get your voice. Right. And then, you know, try and tighten them. Uh, and then you can see how high you can yeah. get your voice. Yeah. And that's kind of your vocal range. Like for, for men, uh, you know, like tightening up your vocal cords to like, you know, speak like women, that's fine. But I, like I find it to be really grating when you know when when men try and speak in a falsetto <laughs> yeah and and it's like please 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 don't don't well, it's it's okay <laughs> i i think that you mentioned something that's interesting mike is the the lower pitch of your voice versus the higher the pitch because a lot of people out mm-hmm. there are probably thinking listen i can do a pretty good you know across the pond accent at least for an american or you know i'm pretty good with the russian you know or something like that you know i cannot figure out how to do a different accent so you can maybe maybe do yeah. it low like you know welcome the winds of sur saline and then the next npc who's the same you know cultural background is hey how are you doing yes follow me let's go you know those are two <laughs> different characters immediately yeah, yeah and all i did different. was raise the voice at, you know mid range high range low range if you know three accents including your own then mm-hmm. that's already nine characters right there. yeah at least yeah. yeah one of the things i was going to bring up was uh, mike you mentioned earlier that how important it is to just listen to other voices and kind of just like mm-hmm. take inspiration from listening to other people and you know people on tv and movies and stuff like that and uh a great example of what you're talking about barker i my wife and i have been watching downton abbey again uh all the way through and I mean, everyone in that show, you know, they have different different styles of of British accent, right? Like there's, you know, there's the yeah. the noble people and the kind of the common people as well. But they all have British accents, but they're all so different. They all speak so differently. And you know, you have the butler who's 
always like, oh, my lady, you know, and he always kind of sounds like a little bit kind of like, uh, like flustered and a little bit offended. And then there's the Lord of the house who's very like, uh, you know, very proper all the time. And, mm. and then there's, you know, Lady Mary, who's, who speaks very low for a woman. And it sort of has this very like kind of authoritative sort of feel to it. But they all have essentially the same accent, but they just have a different sort of timbre and a different sort of lilt to their voice. And it's like, you know, like you're saying, Barker, if you have one accent, you can put different spins on that accent. You can, you know, do it deeper. You can do it higher. You can speak faster or slower. That's a big thing. Like if you have a character who's speaking very carefully and never uses filler, like um or uh, like that character is a completely different character from somebody who Mm -hmm. speaks really fastly and, uh, and says, uh, a lot. And, you know, just puts in a bunch of filler words. So do stuff like that. That's a, that's a huge way to get some versatility out of the voices that you do know how to do. That's awesome. The speed in which you speak. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and like you touched on Matt, the speaking style, the words you use, uh, whether you say, um, or, uh, a like, you know, a Canadian, a, as a goonie, you know, (laughs) that kind of thing, you know, you, you, by adding in these those those just those little words or a little uh, uh, I don't know what you call them not it's not a phrase Partis- participle or, or something just, right no yeah it's just, a, you're just adding in these 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 little cultural noises or or tendencies um, one thing that, that you can do that's that's really handy is just change a, a couple of the vowels in the words you're going to use instead instead of doing a hard like. Uh, a hard A for something, you know, make it a little bit of a soft A for the same word and, and see how it comes out. Play around with the vowels and, and um, you can you can come up with something that's not necessarily any specific, you know, cultural accent, but it'll sound, you know, it'll sound different to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, another good thing you might consider doing is, is audiobooks. I've learned a lot about mm. voices oh, from yeah. listening to audiobooks because... When you're listening to something from Audible, whether it's the Dresden Files or a really good one is uh, the Song of Ice and Fire series, uh, mm. you're talking about you have one narrator who is acting out, in the case of the Song of Ice and Fire, dozens of different parts. Yeah. And they all sound very different to the, uh, uh, to the point where you can hear him speak in a voice and know, oh, that is Sansa or... You know, I'm listening to Harry Potter and I hear the droning voice and I'm like, oh, that's Lucius Malfoy. You know, it's just if you listen to uh, accents and and Mike, you mentioned this earlier. If you watch videos, stuff like that, I recommend A Song of Ice and Fire on Audible. This this guy does great Mm -hmm. accents and just listening, like Mike said, you consciously and subconsciously, you know, absorb this information. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And also, if you're driving in your car, like we talked about in the last episode, you know, throw in a Bluetooth or don't. Just talk to yourself and no one will be the wiser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just practice weird voices, practice dialogue, practice, especially uh, if you know you have a game coming up and you know that the the character is going to be introduced to either a new NPC or uh, they're likely to be in a town. So, boy, I better get a, a few, you know a few ready in the in the queue in case they uh <laughs> yeah they said they want to go to a new store yeah mm-hmm. oh, definitely one of my and, favorite and... things to do like that uh like if i'm in the car or if i'm just like sitting somewhere waiting or if I'm, you know i work from home so i'm alone a lot of the time so i talk to myself quite a bit uh <laughs> One of the things I like doing is I like I like picking a character that I'm going to be playing in an upcoming game or an NPC or something like that, and I do a monologue. I pick a story yeah. from their past, like an anecdote, and I just I just tell that story in their voice as they would tell it. And you know, I'll throw in little jokes and little asides and things like that. 
And that really helps me get a feel for the character, the way they sound, the way that they talk, the way that they tell a story. Like you can yeah. tell a lot about a person <laughs> the way they tell a story. And chances are I'm never going to speak that much as the character because I'm sharing the spotlight with three to four other people. Yep. But it helps to have, okay, I'm going to sit down for 10 minutes and I'm going to tell a story from this character's past. It could be the time my dog <laughs> got away and I had to go find them or uh, something as, as grievous as the the day my father died. You know, like just yeah. pick a story and tell the story in that character's voice. And it might start off a little rocky, but I think you'll find that four or five minutes into it, all of a sudden you were speaking as that character with ease because you're warmed up and you're feeling like that character. Well, then you realize that to the voice. It's, it's not all an accent like we've discussed. Yeah. You know, it's about banter. It's about pacing. It's about does this person laugh when they speak? Are they smiling when they're talking? Are they frowning? Are they sad? Mm-hmm. Are they telling a joke? You know, it's the more you become acquainted with the voice, the more you become acquainted with the person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, too, when you, you know, when you have multiple NPCs, uh, and you're like, oh, geez, what voice was this guy again? I had an idea for this. What was it again? Write it down. That is probably one of the best things. Yeah. You know, if you say, okay, I remember this one guy. He's, you know, he's, he's kind of a thief. He's a bit of a, you know, a low kind of a character. But, you know, the NPCs need to need his help. You know, and what is he? He speaks in a London accent, Londoner accent. You know, and he's like, okay, well, I'm going to have to remember. I'll just remember to write that down. And you start, you know, you speak a few lines. You know, I remember, you know, one time we, me and my mates, we were down back the alley, we were rolling dice when we heard a couple of, couple of guards and, you know, you start writing it and as, as you're right. start speaking, as you're writing it down and, yeah, and nice. especially that, that the monologue is, is a great idea, you yeah. know, and then, and then you, you know, you don't get that kind of mix up or, uh, or you don't get that kind of, cause at least you have something there like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, the guy speaks with kind of that East East Enders kind of a kind of a low English kind of an accent. Yeah, I was gonna say if you don't, don't know how to describe it, you could also record it. Like you just get a little, Ooh, yeah. you know, pocket recorder or something. They're really cheap, or you know, use your phone if, if your it phone, has that yeah. feature or whatever, and just you know, record yourself saying it. Because um, for people who aren't into voices or accents or know what they are, they're not going to necessarily know how to describe it. Uh, you know, it's yeah. uh, you know, unless they borrowed it from somewhere. It's a little bit yeah. East Anglian, uh, <laughs> but we got a, a little bit of uh, Yorkshire as well. It's just r- right exactly, in there. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. Like, yeah, like I, I might write that, but I would have no idea what it meant. No. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I sometimes, uh, in my prep Sean notes, Bean. I'll write like a, uh, an actor or a character who mm-hmm. is inspiring that voice. Like um, I have a, a prep video where I'm writing down NPC prep notes and I'm writing down, I write down David Bowie next to one of the characters, you know, because it's like I'm going to be thinking david bowie while i'm playing this character Genius. so that i you know i can i can think of the voice and the mannerisms that i might do or get really specific and pick another character from a movie or a tv show that you like and say you know this character is going to look and sound like uh carson from downton abbey i want him to look and sound like that and then it's like really easy to just look down at your notes and be like oh right carson and like and you just mm-hmm. like i'm I'm fairly competent with impressions, and so that really helps me. It might not help people who are not good with impressions, but the fact of the matter is, I don't. I can't do accents. I do impressions of people who have those accents. Even if you, but can. I can't actually just drum up an yeah. accent necessarily. Yeah. But even if you can't do an impression, just having that person in mind helps yeah. you to stay consistent. Even if yeah, it doesn't totally. sound like that person, you're consistent. That's the important thing, right? It's not. Yeah, yeah because you're doing you're doing your version of like no one's going to be like, man, that's a really bad 
Christopher Walken impression because <laughs> hey, fun. guess what? This NPC <laughs> sounds like me trying to do a Christopher Walken yeah. impression. Yep. So he sounds different. Well, that, yes, well that's what that's, that's what I hear people say a lot. Like, uh, oh, that's a terrible you know Scottish accent. It's like, well, it's a good thing I'm not doing a Scottish accent. That's a dwarven accent. <laughs> it's so. a good thing yeah, we're not in Scotland. Good thing this is the <laughs> regional <laughs> NKN accent of the Gaudians. And it's that's like, right. what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't do Scottish. I do dwarven. So yeah, exactly. You also bring up a really really good point in that you know a lot of people that's one of the i think one of the biggest deterrents for people to try an accent is mm. well you know what if i'm you know i'm gonna you know i'm, I'm not doing it right i'm gonna embarrass or myself I'm not, I'm not hitting yeah or yeah, yeah exactly and we're you know we're, there's four people sitting around a table dreaming up ways to kill imaginary people that you're playing you're playing mm. pretend yeah. as grown-ups man yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's oh, like hey man you know you're not going to be ridiculous. Yeah. You know, like you're 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 out there to have fun, and you know what? Maybe at first, voices and accents aren't going to be your thing, and that's totally fine. There is mm-hmm. nothing wrong with just speaking in your voice. You know, you don't have to be, of you know, like one of the top-notch voice actors that play on Critical Role, or yeah. you know, one of the long-time players in <laughs> uh, in Acquisitions Inc. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you're not going to be like that. But you know what? There's a, an individual here who made probably one of the best, uh, said one of the best comments, and I never, ever forgot what he said. And and it's a guy by the name of Matt Click. And he said, go out there and make your own provokers. So I, was, I would say the same thing to everyone else. Like if, you, if you're going to, you know, do voices and accents, go out there and do your own voices and your own accents and have fun doing yeah. it. Yeah. And, and anyone, anyone that, mis- that judges you for it and gets all like, well, you know, your, your, your slight inflections of the, of the <laughs> Mideastern um, oh, Yankee-Irish accent is slightly off by three decibels. <laughs> Screw them. Yeah. Right. Or, yeah. Well, you just threw a magic missile last turn, asshole. So how about we just take a break <laughs> yeah, exactly. on the realism? <laughs> uh, and the other thing is you're not necessarily i mean again most of us here are, are you know play D D, but you're not necessarily tied to uh you know a western european accent you know yeah. uh, uh you can use a russian accent that's my favorite use, one russian is i know favorite. i know I, yeah. I it's one of my defaults too but you can also use uh you know a spanish accent you can use a uh some some african dialect i mean you, you you're not you know find one that works for you uh yeah uh, you can use, uh, you know, Southern American accent. You know, why not talk like this? You know, uh, hi, I'm a wood elf. You know, we're we're <laughs> down man. back. You know, uh, hunting down some orcs. You want to join us? You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. I and, love. And, that. and it may sound it may sound a little funny at first because uh, you know you, you were not accustomed to that, but yeah, you know, after a while it'll just be their voice, and and yep. you get used to it. And don't take yeah. yourself so seriously. That's Chris yeah. Perkins' advice, you know? Exactly. If, if yeah. yeah. If your friends start laughing and giggling, you can laugh and giggle, too. You're making a voice. It's kind of funny, going, and it's fun. You're not fun. going for an Oscar here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Come on. Like, you like one me. of the you best really tips like you can me. give to a beginner is, like, listen, like, doing RPGs, playing D&D, and stuff like that, it's inherently weird. It's yeah. a strange thing. <laughs> yeah. Get over the weirdness. Get over the strangeness and just have fun with it. And everything else will come a lot easier to you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's just one of the biggest hurdles you have to get over. Yep. And, like, you know, Mike, you're giving great advice. Like, just just do a voice. Like, don't worry if it's inconsistent or bad. Just do a voice. Like, 
I, you know, Kinra and the Provokers, I don't know what that accent is. Like, it's a little bit Russian, it's a little bit Arabic, but I don't know. It's just, that's what Kinra sounds, sounds like. That's like, what yeah. the Dragonborn that's and Aronoff sound like. Yeah. Is And last, uh, the last Provokers campaign, uh, Tim's character, Durgan, met his god, Trithirian. Trithirian has the wonkiest, weirdest accent I've ever done. It's like kind of <laughs> Scottish, a little bit Irish. I don't, I don't even know what it was, but it's like, it's it's a god. He's millions of years old. Do you really think he has an accent from Earth? You yeah. know, like he just sounds yeah, yeah. strange. Right. And that's fine. Just go for it. It'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. It's something to try. And then once you kind of get a hang of it, you'll find that you. It's just, it's so much more fun. You're like, wow, why didn't I do this to begin with? Like, just to echo uh, what Alex had mentioned, absolutely try accents from all over the world. You know, a lot of people feel that, like, you know, if you, you know, you're in the desert, you know, you know, you want to put on these, like, this Middle Eastern accent, this, this, this exotic, mysterious places from the Orient. Oh, my gosh, that is Prince Oberon. (laughs) Just joined Roll Up and Die right now. (laughs) I'm serious. Oh my gosh! But but it's true. Like you know, it's 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 you know, it's different areas that you know you can listen and you can hear. And I think you know maybe one thing that some people might find a little bit odd is if you know they don't want to feel like they're offending anyone. Mm-hmm. I think if you're trying to portray something real, then you're good. Like I mean, if you're trying to be a jerk and do something stereotypical for comedy then you better choose your friends wisely because I'll probably walk away from the table. You know, if you're trying to go for like a a more realistic accent of, you know, a different culture, you know, do your best to portray them. No one expects you to be perfect. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you encounter that a lot? A lot of people who feel like they're maybe they might offend someone and that's why they don't do accents. Or do you think that that's just kind of a... I, I, you know, I, I, I fall on the, on the old, like, you know, using different sort of, you know, British style accents, uh, in a lot of my D and D games. And I'm also friends with a lot of people from that area and in the community and I game with them. And it's like, sometimes I might find myself in a game with somebody essentially doing a bad version of their accent. You know what I mean? And that's one of the, one of the, one of the cool things about this, this community that we have where we're, we're gaming with yeah. people online is that you do encounter people from, from many different places. And it's like, I've, I've never had somebody say that accent's really bad. Yeah. Like I, I had someone laugh at me once. I was, it was one of the players. He's uh, from UK and, and I was doing oh, a, yeah. a UK accent. And I, I, I forget what expression I used. It was a, Brit, you know, a classic, British expression like mate or something like that. He, he, ch- he chuckles like, I love when Americans say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've I've never had somebody get offended or or make fun of me necessarily for, for doing an accent like that. So, yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Especially <laughs> since, like, like you said, Alex, it's not a Scottish accent. It's a dwarven accent. There's a difference. <laughs> exactly. And, and you're going to laugh at yourself and it's not going to work for a few times, yeah. but when the moment where it's going to pay off is when the players recognize it when you do it yeah. again and they're like oh this is Randall the woodsman or oh this is this person who's got this accent right. when when Keenra speaks i know immediately who it is and that, yeah exactly yeah. yeah so and that right there is the success story i think <laughs> of the voice that's what the voice is there for i, I had a great example of that i, I had a uh, uh, an, uh an orc that turned into a recurring npc and uh he 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 was he was a terrible orc you know, he didn't like killing people. He just, you know, he 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 just wanted to. He, he's almost like a a halfling uh, mentality within in an orc body. You know, he just wanted to, you know, drink and mind his own business, that kind of thing. 
So he ended up surrendering to the party when they slaughtered everyone else. And uh, so he, he uh, I use, I tend to use Russian accents for orcs in my world. He says, uh, my friends, thank you. you you're, you've been so good to me. I, we did, uh, I, I help you. I'll help you. Yes, let's go. We go this way. And, and he, you know, uh, he just got really annoying really fast. So they ditched him. And every now and oh, then wow. he would, he, every now and then he would show up, you know, that hear a voice and this is my friends. I found you. <laughs> my friend. I feel like, no. Oh God. Oh, shit. <laughs> Now that's that's another question though. Annoying voices. How much is too much? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I can't really think of a game where I've I've encountered a character an NPC that has an annoying voice. Like it, it, I've never been irritated by one. But I could see where if you went totally overboard with a voice hmm. and just you know just went for it hand over fist, it might get irritating if you spent a lot of time with the character. Well, the one Mike mentioned earlier that Matt Mercer did, the, the Powder Merchant, a fantastic mm-hmm. voice. But if he if he if he used it all the time for a, a major character that was you know there with them every moment, it would get grading probably. I'm thinking it would, or yeah. overused. Oh, de- definitely. So yeah, I mean, but... and and I'm sure he wouldn't like it either. I mean, it, it's it, it's a rough voice <laughs> to do on right. the throat. Um, but yeah, you know, any voice can get annoying if it's one of the ones that's slightly over the top that you're going to use for this, you know, one-off powder merchant or this uh, this one-off herbalist or whatever. Um, so, and it kind of goes back to what I said. If you're going to have a long-term NPC, you got to plan, you, you got to, you want to make sure that that's a voice you're going to be comfortable with and that everyone else will be okay listening to for, yeah. you know, a while. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and may, maybe make sure that the other characters aren't as kind of grating and, mm. well, I hate, you know, I hate to use the word annoying, but as annoying as that one, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe just choose one character to really go all out and then everything else is a little bit more tame. Yeah, yeah. I think, well, and especially since like subtlety really would be key. Like you know, because you because you want to start building up towards having kind of a, a repertoire of yeah. of mm-hmm. different accents to yeah. to go on. So if you have like five accents, you know, it's like you said, you know, you've got like fifteen different NPCs, and whether or not they'll hate it, like not to harken back on Critical Role again, but a lot of times, mm-hmm. sometimes the players will just keep throwing them curveballs, and it's like <laughs> I want to ta- ask this random dude directions. <laughs> and so he he actually ends up um, he actually ends up going back to like two or three voices for yeah. random NPCs for the most part. Yeah, you know he yeah. has the he has yeah. the like like kind of gruff British guy, the kind of quiet like nineteen year old kid, and mm-hmm. uh, and I think like <laughs> like just the one like kind of like heroic sounding NPC for some unknown reason. Yeah. Did you guys ever see the 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 movie Much Ado About Nothing with Kenneth Brenner and uh Yes. No. Uh, no was it no was it Kenneth Brenner? No, it was uh, No, it was it was the I other was, one. Um... It, it it was it was it was the one where that uh uh they had Michael Keaton in it as the uh uh one of the one of the guards, one of the guards there. It Denzel was Washington it was, was Kenneth Brenner. Yeah, it was Kenneth Brenner. Was it yeah. Kenneth Brenner? Okay. It was uh it was um Keanu Reeves was in it. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. That's the one. I, I, I love that one. But the, I loved uh, Michael Keaton's character, he, he, yeah. he, you know, because, uh, you know, uh, just the, the, the comic relief factor of him. Let it be known that he did call me ass. I just loved his his accent. And I think that that's a good amount to have that kind of funnier voice in. You know, yeah. you, you, you know, like in in Critical Role, they have the Powder Merchant. You can have just that maybe one, maybe two characters that are just oddball. Right. You know, like yeah. in my world, I have this uh, this this guy that runs an herbal shop that they that the party has to go to once in a while for for potions and stuff. 
and and he's like you know the, the, this hippie that's always like smoking a bong in the back like I was gonna I was gonna make a joke but you were actually going there that happened what what do you like need what do you like need well that's funny because I was giggling well speaking of giggling that's you know something I think that we should talk about is like ticks and vocal features not yeah. necessarily the accent or the voice but <clears throat> you know darth vader's or the yeah. um you mm-hmm. know golems <clears throat> like that sort of yeah. thing what sort of you know how often do you use features i think that would be a great villain immediately give your villain a cough or a stutter or something yeah. to mm-hmm. to set them apart more than anybody else now that's just my perspective but uh, wh- what sort of um, ticks or vocal features have you experienced in your games, guys? I gave Keenra just a horrible sounding cough in season two of The Provokers, and like you guys picked up on it like immediately. We're just like, you don't, you don't sound great, and it, it's turned into a part of his character where if he ever laughs at something, he devolves into a coughing fit. Like he can't laugh at anything because it just is, it's this painful, horrible cough, and. I agree, Barker. Like having something like that can make it can make the character really iconic. Like maybe, uh, maybe the character has to stop speaking every once in a while and like, uh, like drink something, or they have to, uh, you know, take a deep breath or something like that, or they have a particular cough or a particular laugh or a particular weird stutter, you know, and that mm-hmm. will really set the character <clears throat> apart, even if you're not doing a, a voice or an accent necessarily. That reminded yeah. me of my great-grandfather, Ed Lovegrove, who fought at the Battle of Bellow Wood in the Argonne Forest in the Great War, and he was bayoneted in the throat, and he lived, and from that day, he would talk, and then like you said, Matt, his voice would freeze up. He would be like, well, and then this, and then this, and God damn it, Margie! <laughs> and you went, Grandpa, who's Margie? I went, I went, I'm a sperm. I'm so <laughs> tiny. I cannot hear. I do not have ears. I just want to get to the egg. I will fight you. Uh, something that I was going to say uh, was, you know, if you're doing if you're doing a voice and you go and you're going sort of over the top with it and you're mm-hmm. and you're really just going for it with the voice, the longer that you use the voice, the more you'll find yourself kind of drawing back and settling on like a very like kind of even very like Mike said, subtle sort of voice. Mm-hmm. Like I played a, a character a while back who uh, he was this desert elf and he had this very thick kind of very stereotypical Russian accent where he was just like, hey, you know. Hello, my name is blah, blah, blah. You know, just like very over the top. But two or three sessions in, all of a sudden, it was like he just sort of had a very subtle kind of lilt to his voice where, you know, it was still sort of, you know, Slavic sounding, but it wasn't so over the top. And it was very easy to just go in and out of that voice. And it's because I got through that awkward finding the voice Mm -hmm. stage and I just pushed through it. And I said, no, this is his voice. I'm going to keep using it. And eventually... I will find exactly what this guy sounds like, and I'll be able to turn on that voice like in an instant. I haven't played this yeah. character in three years, and I can go to him like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I played a uh, I played a, a barbarian for a Copper Jackals one shot uh, with Jake from Mini Terrain Gaming, and uh, and it was tons of fun. I I loved using his like you know this like great you know this this great like not really Swedish but just Scandinavian. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, you know, come brothers to me. 
let us kill these filthy creatures and you know and and you know going <laughs> and now the more you like uh the more you listen now scandinavian accents are kind of funny because they have you know like uh english and many other western languages have uh you know like diphthongs you know mm-hmm. where they where there's mm-hmm. like two now of course uh in in scandinavian they have triphthongs so it's like that's why you have that, you know, like in that stereotypical, uh, uh, you know, like so it you know, goes and yeah. and uh, and it's you know it, that, keep in mind like I love accents and it's kind of like my slight you know non gaming nerdy passion where I just like yep. to you know listen and and do a bunch and that's mm-hmm. why I do it and so I, I begin to hear how how it, you speak and then and that's how it works for me. You can also listen to Torbjorn. Uh, from Overwatch <laughs> a bunch of times. Come and get your armor. My turret. No. <laughs> Come get your armor. Come get your aardvark. <laughs> All right. I'm glad that everyone can do a Torbjorn that's accent it. now that that's established. Well, that's, yeah. speak, that, that's the one I know. Uh, I was going to say an intro line. This is what you should do. Like, practice one line. Like, you know, I know Randall mm. the Woodsman. I know the first thing he's going to say is, oh, call it you, Willaker, sir. Thank you. And then I'm like, no, nah, that, that wasn't quite it. That was, eh. Well, golly gee, Willaker, sir, thank you. Nope, I like that first one. Well, golly mm. gee, Willaker, sir, thank you. And then it's like, okay, I got that intro line, and that intro line will propel me into the rest of what he says. Right. Just right. getting yeah. that first line in, it's almost like it teaches your face and your mouth and your throat how mm-hmm. to speak the rest. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. kind yeah. of a vocal yeah. anchor. It's kind if of a vocal anchor. Clicking, You're creating yeah. that anchor so you can get back to it yeah. immediately. Yeah. If you're uh, clicking on the on on that character in a real time strategy game, what does he say when you click on him? Like, pick that <laughs> and have and that roll. be your catchphrase. Yeah, rock and roll. Let's ready roll. to roll out. <laughs> Jacked up and good to go. Go for the eyes, boo. <laughs> go for the eyes. <laughs> if you click on him in an RTS, what would he say? <laughs> well, call it you Willaker, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never building that unit again. Jeez, no. <laughs> that gets that gets really irritating real fast. Uh, do you guys want to take a question from the listeners? I think Let's we do should, it, man. Heck yeah. yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, every single week when we are uh, getting ready to talk about something here on Roll Up and Die, we will post the topic on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash rollupanddie, and we will pick one or two questions to answer uh, based on that topic. Um, that you post on the topic on the Facebook page. Oh, oh, goodness gracious. If that made sense, great. If not, well, go listen to the last episode. I said it right then. Um, <laughs> uh, but we do actually have 13, uh, it looks like, or at least, we have a ton of questions here. Um, mm. But the number one question is far and away uh, from Oliver S. And Oliver says, well, choosing to do voices or not is one thing, Remembering one from another is something else. While mm. recorded games, online ones, for example, certainly makes things easier, any ideas on how to not confuse voices of varying characters? A really good question. I think we touched yeah. on a little bit, like like what you said, Barker, about having those those uh, anchors, those intro lines, that, or that you can kind of say that one line and it gets you back into the voice. Uh, yeah. The other thing is uh, what I had mentioned about recording it somehow. Uh, yeah. Like if people don't don't play online, uh, there's there's all kinds of ways you can record your voice these days. I mean, you know, you know, in back back when back when I was a boy, I used to have to, 
use a big tape recorder and do it that way. But oh. now, um, now you can, now most people can just do it with their phone. So, uh, yeah. it, there's really no excuse not to record your voice. And if you can do it before the game, even better, because then, you know, when you're doing that practicing, when you're, you know, uh, practicing your repertoire, you can record one and say, okay, this is, uh, uh, this is the beef. This is the beef merchant. <laughs> so, yeah. and then you can kind of just play it to yourself. You can even play it to yourself during the game. Like if you know it's coming up and the players are talking, you can just have have the have an earpiece in and just like refresh your memory. It's like okay, that's what he sounds like. Got it. You know. Yeah. You know, writing writing down notes. Writing down notes I yeah. think is key. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, saying like you know this guy sounds like blank. You know, the captain of the guard sounds like Sean Bean. Nice. Yep. Or John Snow. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and I think you know uh, Alex already mentioned it, but that you know the anchor, the anchor lines, write those down. Write it yeah. on, you know, have a little three by five note card for your major <clears> NPCs <throat> and write their little line at the top of the page, and before the game, go through them, say, mm-hmm. okay, yep, yep, I know yep. that one, I know that one, and just make sure that you have that line that that. <laughs> I remember I was playing a game with this uh, with this guy, a good friend of mine named Nick, and he had a character who. Um, sounded like Harrison Ford and he would lose his voice like routinely he would lose his voice and to get back into it he would say I want my family back and if he could say that (laughs) he could get back into it and so it was so funny he'd be be talking like the character and he'd lose the voice he'd be like sir we're here to I I want my family back there we go sir we're here to and he would and he would just do that in the middle of talking to get back into the voice it was it was amazing and then eventually he's he, he had i want my family back and get off my plane he could sound that he could say that and, and, and that, that, that was kind of give the character tourettes so. yeah yeah exactly well and you know that's something that one of the my favorite parts about you know the facebook page is that people will answer your questions too not just us you know mm. everybody like yeah, there's always a huge conversation in the comments and and one thing uh one of the replies from a josh g to oliver's question was um associate character quirks with their voices like we mentioned you know mm, yeah. a limp a nervous twitch these are things that have nothing to do with voices but if you asso- associate the voice with something like uh that nervous twitch or a limp then the the characters or the players don't need the voice to know who it mm-hmm. is uh. they already know who it is and the voice just adds to it yeah i i know someone who used to associate their their characters voices with animals you know uh, a oh. lion uh, you know this kind of imagine imagine if a lion talked, or imagine if a mouse talked, or imagine if a you know a fox talked. You know, a and, snake. And, and, That's awesome. Know, that can work. That can work. That's a really good too. idea. Yeah, that is cool. Imagine if a an amoeba talked. It'd be like what would it sound like? Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> Mike's like, are we together. done? No, I, tr- that's, I tried to hold it together. No, I'm sorry. That's going to be the ending. That's going to be. <laughs> that's going to. That's going to be the finale, right in the music. And now, Roll Up and Die presents an idea you can steal. No, so I think I think for the idea they can steal. Let's. Yeah. Can we each do a voice they can steal? I want. Yeah. I want. Well, I want uh, to throw. A character concept at each yeah, of us and have each of us come say. up with a voice for that character can Ooh. we can we throw the concept at each other yeah so it's yes, not like something i, I pick for myself right you just pass exactly it on, yeah. no i yeah i want us to throw it at each other so that yep. you have to come up with a voice based on what the other person said okay right. and and we can say anything it doesn't have to be a, a country it can be like an emotion or something 
And whatever yeah. that means to you, you make the voice. Yes. Yeah, like a profession, whatever. Yeah, yeah say like, hey, I, I need a voice for a, like, surly yeah, blacksmith. Yeah, character mm -hmm. type. Yeah. Matt? Yeah? I only have a D6. <gasps> it Actually, it's weird. I have a D12, but it only has D6 numbers on it. So I want to take, yeah. like, a pen and ink in the 12s also. <laughs> to, <laughs> so I've, got, I've got a D4 and I've got a D8 here, both of which will work. Still so. in Manila. Uh, so how do we want to do this? Do we want to do like the first person will kick it off and then they'll pick somebody else and give them the character concept? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So I will roll here. Let's do one is Barker, two is Alex, three is Mike, four is me. So Barker, I need a voice for a, a rowboat guy. I need a, a guy who basically rows people between these islands in his little rowboat. He charges like three coppers for a little trip in his little rowboat. I need a voice for him. See, here's the thing. If I could do like a good Italian or a good French, that's what I would do. Yeah. But I, I okay. can't. So I I think what I would do is I would um I would I would definitely go with kind of a chipper over the top almost like it didn't belong in a rowboat which might be cheating right. i don't know that mm -hmm. to me no i love that I, lo I love that you like he sounds he docks. sounds like he's like I a shoe shiner yeah. but he's like he's like working in a, in a dock like just rowing a boat and you're he, yeah, yep. yeah i love that if That's people don't like that shoe shine boy if people don't like yeah. that though and i understand because some people might be like oh come on he just gave me a high-pitched british accent come on do something else i would be i would immediately go like disgruntled um, big. He's rowing, so uh, he yeah. or she is rowing. So they're going to have massive <laughs> muscles. Um, they're going to be. They're going to smell of salt. They're going to be kind of dirty and sweaty, and um, they're probably going to sound something like this, or um, maybe go the route Alex said. And uh, this is the one I'll finish on and say, you know, I'm going to do something a little bit southern. You know, ah, oh, we're going to go see the Auras. Have you ever been to the Auras? Man, make your way inland, climb on top of that mountain. But let me tell you right now, do not ever turn left. Something like that. Like, <laughs> I would probably go with that. Yeah, okay, perfect. So I'm going to go with our uh, our guest, uh, Mike Lasham. I, I'm going to go to Wikipedia. This is what I like to do. I like to go to Wikipedia, and I like to uh, just go to, like, a random Wikipedia. <laughs> Always fun. Oh dear! It's a dangerous game you're playing. Yeah, Parker. it is. Give me that's, your a, voice. that's a Russian oh, roulette game okay. right there. So the first word I saw, <laughs> this might be cheating, was Manhattan. So that's what I'm going to give you, Mike. Uh, okay. <laughs> I thought don't, you'd don't worry, relate that edit. to New York, if I'm honest. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, you know, funny enough, I mean, the only thing, like, the only type of voice I know as far as New York is like, you know, Bronx or. You know Brooklyn. Then this, Kim, this guy, I wouldn't this guy know. Righty. I wouldn't know the difference. I'd be like, man, that was a perfect Manhattan accent. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> if if you should know, it's from the Manhattan Project Wikipedia site. So, oh, the ah, <laughs> well, okay, that's maybe that'll help. That's, you uh, that isn't. Yes, actually, that does help. Uh, you know, I, I could see. Um, you know, you need a voice for a physicist. You know, someone doing uh, work on the Manhattan Project. Yes. Um, you know, uh, maybe maybe this is from a Dresden Files game or for a Fate game. Um, you know, uh, 
His name is uh, Dr. Oberbrinkman. Uh, he was able to escape from the Nazi regime and uh, came back to uh, came to America to hopefully uh, work under better conditions other than the uh, the Third Reich. Uh, times were very tough, and uh, looking being over soldiers from the SS, uh, always looking at me. It was it, it was frightening, but now. Now I am working on something big, bigger than ourselves, something horrible, but hopefully for peace. That was great. Great job. That was great. <laughs> now, let me ask you a question really quick in the middle of the idea you can steal. What, what, are your, what are your foundational tips when it comes to German? You know, V's instead of W's. I mean, I don't want to be stereotypical about it, but that sounded like... Le- mm. I think everyone who's listening is like, man, that was a great accent. Maybe, I don't know if there's a German out there who's like, well, I don't know, or something like that. <laughs> well, I, sir, I wouldn't offensive. say that. <laughs> so, so, yes, um, I, I actually uh, lived in Germany for a little while in, oh. uh, in, uh, in a place that's about 70, 70 kilometers uh, because they spoke in European measurements there. Um, nice. South of Munich, uh, it's called. It was a little town. Oh, sorry, a small city called Augsburg. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Cool. And um, yeah, when I when I was listening to people speak, um, their W's were V's and their V's are W's. Uh, uh, yeah. So it's it's V for V or double V uh, for W. And uh, and yeah. the way they yeah. they do speak, even when they speak in English, they the, all their W's are V's and all of their V's are W's. Um, some do roll their R's and some don't. It's German is a very the well. First off, German is probably one of the hardest languages I've ever tried to speak. It's it's just it's just oh, like there's no three genders and and nouns should not be like forty eight letters long. Like that. <laughs> I, that's my rule. favorite part about German is their their. <clears throat> They're just they're compound nouns where they're just like let's just slam all of these words together <laughs> into a it. single word. <laughs> oh, you want to say flower pot, <clears throat> but it's like you know, Uben de Kegenhausen. Oh, petal circle, okay. <laughs> petal circle planter. Oh my gosh, I hate myself. My right my favorite uh. my favorite thing in German. I so I le- I learned a bit of German in college. It was the language that I uh, took for my. Uh, a humanities major but my favorite thing in german is how logical it is sometimes to a fault the word gloves in german is handschuhe which literally means hand shoe nice hand shoe <laughs> that which makes i sense. love because you're yeah, like yeah. it is kind of like a hand it shoe. is kind of like a hand shoe <laughs> alex you got this buddy sure okay um <clears throat> Okay, give give me a voice. I need a voice for a main antagonist. Um, he's a he's a villain, but he truly believes what he's doing is for the betterment of the world. Okay. Uh, for a minute, we said main antagonist. I was thinking like main the state, like uh, yeah, up, up here. <laughs> we need an antagonist I, from I, Maine. <laughs> up here, we'll just kill you for your money. <laughs> well, there it is. Dead. He's Alex better. got himself. <laughs> no. Um. All right. So, a main antagonist. Um. All right. This. 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 This guy is a. Uh. uh a short fellow. He. Uh, he is. Uh. Uh. 
has been in the background for a long time, but he has uh, just uh, started talking to one of the uh, uh, the main the player characters, who is uh, you know they they haven't suspected him at all, but they found a clue that might lead to him, and he's just sort of talking to him, say, uh, I know I noticed you was uh, looking at uh, that book over there, yeah, that one. I think uh, I think rather than looking over there, you should be watching your back. There's someone who might just be uh, tickling it with a knife, if you know what I'm saying. I love the, <laughs> the low, kind of like uh, whispery type of gliding voice. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah, very breathy. Breathy is good. Breathy can really creep out players. Yeah, or just creep out people in general when you know people speak very <laughs> breathy. It's like when you talk like really close to the mic. Yeah, you know, and you've got that like you're calling the definitely calling the wrong number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> All right. So for Matt, let's see something, something really, uh, uh, really interesting. I'm going to say that, um, the, uh, the characters are in a town and they've decided that, uh, they're going to visit a, uh, a Cooper because they need a, they need some barrels made. Oh. And this Cooper is, uh, well known for being, hard to work with you know that they the person that sent them there was kind of like just don't 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 antagonize him hey difficult to work with cooper okay so the pcs show up at the cooper shop and there's you know planks of wood and uh, copper rings kind of all over the place for these different size barrels they come in they're looking around. They don't quite see where the Cooper is, and then they hear a, a loud bang from the back of the shop. He comes out. Don't just stand there, gaping at the barrels. What do you need? Uh-huh. Okay. 12-inch round. Yeah, that's fine. What kind of wood? You don't know what kind of wood. You come in here asking for a barrel, and you don't know what kind of wood you want. Well, I've got three types of wood, okay? I've got pine, I've got oak, I've got cedar. Pick one. Pick one. Don't look at her. Look at me and tell me what kind of wood you want on your barrel. Oak, perfect. You should have figured that out before you came in here. 12-inch oak barrel, copper rings. Come back tomorrow. It'll be ready. And then the last thing he says is, I want my family back. I want my family back. <laughs> Get off my plane. <laughs> we need, we no, no, that, that, are no, actually, going that, that, to die. <laughs> that's, that's what he would say to his, his apprentice. Uh, Get out my plane. Get out my plane! That was actually plane. not only a very good voice, Matt, but that was actually a very good monologue. That was oh, yeah. thank you, <laughs> incredible. I was like, thank you. Matt knows a lot about making barrels. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I was a Cooper in a past life. Who knows? I'm taking notes like twelve inch rings. Dang. Okay, that's. Okay. <laughs> I'm just throwing words out there, and hopefully they stick. See, okay, that's a thing. That's the point, man. You can throw shit out like that, and yep. people don't necessarily know don't know that you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Just act like you know what you're talking about, and it goes a long way. It's the same thing with voices. Act like you're confident with the voice, and it'll people will buy it. Make up measurements Absolutely. too. Instead of inches, say yeah. widths. That's twelve. Yeah, widths. twelve widths. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh man, a whole twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Making a swimming pool? <laughs> Mike, thanks for jumping in to this episode. This has yeah. been awesome. Man. I I yeah. loved it. I absolutely love coming on this show. Uh and and <laughs> like you were mentioning, Barker, I'll I'll send that check to your to your address 
for being on the show. I, <laughs> no I mean, I don't understand why I got to pay, but that's cool. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not judging. Hey man, um, you, you pay because you do it. You know, that's why you pay. That's that's true. That's true. If not, I'll, I'll, I'll get my legs broke again. You got to take and, advantage and of your really... friends because your enemies aren't going to let you take advantage of them. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to uh, Roll Up and Die, your definitive RPG podcast. My name is Barker. And my name is Matt from A Fistful of Dice. And my name is Alex, a.k.a. Captain Gothnog. And I... Crap, line. No, I'm just kidding. And <laughs> oh, I'm Mike uh, line from... is... And my name is Mike from Mike the Piper. Right. Right. But now and you have to say my it. name is Matt... Mike. Mike <laughs> from Mike the Piper. Um, so close. Thank you so uh, much for being on here, Mike. Don't call us. We'll call you, Mike, okay? Imagine if a an amoeba talked. It'd be like... What would it sound like? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this show has been produced by Roll Up and Die and is copyright 2016. 2017, you idiot. It is owned by all three of the primary hosts. The games, movies, and other super awesome properties mentioned in this show are the property of their respective owners. Stealing sucks. You can find all three of the primary hosts on YouTube and other websites. Matt is at youtube.com slash a fistful of dice. Barker is at youtube.com slash be a better game master. And both of their work can be found at absolutetabletop.com. Captain Gothnog is at youtube.com slash Captain Gothnog. And his work can be found on drive-thru RPG via Critical Hit Publishing. Listeners are free to use this show in any way, shape, or form as long as credit is provided to the Roll Up and Die RPG podcast. Look for other releases of the show on Facebook.com slash RollUpAndDie, iTunes, and RollUpAndDie.Podbean.com. Have a fantastic day, and as always, happy gaming.